All right. Good evening, everybody. Good evening, everybody. I hope everybody's having a great week. Um, no matter what's going on, um, I hope you're having a great week, whether it's uh, full of challenges, full of frustration, beating your head against the wall, or you know, whether it's uh, been a smooth sailing. I hope either way, it's, it's a great week. You know, God is the God of the valley and the mountaintops, and I'm thankful for that. Um, we're going to do something a little bit different tonight, um, but before we start, I just want to say something. Don't quit. Don't quit. There's enough people here I can just say it to everybody. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. And remind me, when I say I'm going to quit, say like, don't quit. Don't quit. Smack me around a little bit, and I, hopefully I won't quit. But don't quit, Okay. God gives us grace not to quit. Don't quit. Let's pray. Um, Heavenly Father, Lord, um, Lord, we're here tonight um, to hear from you. Um, Lord, we're here tonight to feed our souls, um, to to give us the gas that we need in the tank to keep going. Um, Lord, some of us, uh, our car's in the shop, and we need that uh, repair to get back moving. And some of us have been smashed up pretty good. And we don't uh, really want to keep rolling around in this car. Uh, But we're here. No matter what, whatever the condition is, we're here. And we're all the same because we're here. And uh, Lord, I pray that you bless us all just the same. And Lord, I pray you bring us all together under your word, under some principles from your word, um, Lord, so that we can just draw closer to you and uh, hear from you. Lord, nobody's here tonight um, because they uh, are here to waste their time. They're here to hear from you. Um, so, Lord, I pray that we make the most of this time, and, um, Lord, that we just have the, the, the heart to understand and the ears to hear from you, Lord, um, from you first and foremost. And we love you, Lord, and we thank you. Thank you for not quitting on us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, according to uh, Noah Webster's 1828 Dictionary, some of y'all might have heard of that. That's a really good dictionary, too. It's a good source. If you There you go. Bang. Great source. Brother Rob's holding his up. Looks like it's like 50 pounds. Oh, my goodness. Uh, really good resource if you're going through the Bible, the King James Bible, and uh, you're not sure about a word or how it's being. Great resource. I use it all the time. Um, really just helps with a couple older words or things that might, you know, because a lot of times people, they'll read some one word and they'll be like, oh, I don't understand what that means. This whole book must be trash. Wrong, wrong, like wrong idea. Let's not be that kind of person. Uh, But really, really good resource. So I decided today, I'm like, let me look up that word quit, right? Let me look up that word quit. I've heard it used a little bit differently in the Bible. Let me see what it actually means. And when I looked it up, um, it actually uh, listed the word, one of the meanings of the word, primary meaning, as nearly obsolete, right? Uh, well, it, it had like a little disclaimer that this meaning is nearly obsolete, okay? And that meaning is simply this. As you know, before I, before I read that definition, let's, uh, let's call on a couple people to read a few scriptures here. Um, let's get, who wants to read the first passage? It could, be, it could be 50 verses. Are you sure you want to volunteer? All right, Brother Tom. All right, Brother Tom, if you can flip to uh, 1 Samuel chapter 4, verse 9 through 11. 1 Samuel chapter 4, verse 9 through 11. And then I've got one other verse that so somebody can uh, 
volunteer to read that verse. Brother Rob, amen. Brother Rob, you can just flip to verse, uh, or, uh, Exodus chapter 21, verse 28, and just kind of hold your finger there, because we're going to start with Samuel in a moment. So uh, 1 Samuel chapter 4, verse 9 through 11 for Brother Tom, and Exodus chapter 21, verse 28 for Brother Rob. Okay. First, we're going to read the, one of the definitions of quit. The, di- the dictionary says to carry through or to do or uh, to carry through to do or perform something to the end so that nothing remains to discharge or perform completely. Interesting, right? Kind of the opposite of what we think the word means. Uh, Brother Tom, can you read that passage for me? First Samuel. Be strong and quit yourselves like men. O ye Philistines, and ye be not servants unto the Hebrews as they have been to you. Quit yourselves like men and fight. And the Philistines fought, and Israel was smitten. And they fled every man into his tent, and there was a very great slaughter. But there fell of Israel. 30,000 footmen, and the ark of God was taken, and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were slain. There's some crazy stuff going on here. You know, these, these, uh, these Philistines, they were the enemies of God's people. But before they went into war, you know, they heard this charge, be strong, quit you, or... Make sure that you do this until there is nothing left. Give it your all like men, oh, you Philistines. And they did that. And I mean, you think about it. I mean, God put their victory in his word for a reason. Not just their victory against God's people, but also um, what it took for them to kind of have the victory. You know, it didn't just say, well, God's people were, were gone in, in error and and way off base, and God allowed them to, to be overcome by the enemy, God kind of gave us a little bit of glimpse of what it takes to be courageous. I mean, think about it. They, they didn't know Israel's spiritual condition at that time. They didn't know that they could do the impossible, but they went forward to do it anyway. And they were successful. They were victorious because they didn't, not only did they not give up, but they said, we're going to give it our all, right? The definition is like so the opposite of what we use the word for. There's another definition as well, um, to be free, to clear, to liberate, or to discharge from. Brother Rob, can you read um, Exodus 21? So in this passage, it's talking about what happens when, you know, you let your, your ox out or, you know, I guess in Philly terms, this would be somebody's pit bull, right? <laughs> right? So they say, like, you know, well, well, you know, the ox was used to make money. So if you're not taking care of your ox and you're negligent about it and it goes out and it hurts somebody or something, right? In this case, if it, if it kills someone. Well, they're going to kill the ox. They're not going to eat it. They're not going to use it for food. It's, it's going to kind of, I guess, serve as a reminder of a waste of life, right? But it says that that person shall be, shall be quit. The owner of the ox shall be quit or shall be made free, right? To be clear, to be free, to be liberated, discharged from, right? It's complete, 
whatever the situation is, complete. And when I hear quit, I don't hear like, all right, well, I'm all done, you know, um, time to quit. Usually you're leaving something undone in our society, right? I want to ask everybody, like, just, you know, raise a hand. What are some things in life that we can quit? You can just kind of call them out, raise your hand, whatever. Brother Rob. Job. Anybody else? Brother Paul. Drinking. Drinking water? Just kidding. I want to get crazy. Brother Tom. Parenting. What's that? Parenting? Parenting, yeah. Quitting parenting. Smoking. Anybody else? Anything? I mean, you know, we, we all know. Uh, these are some things that we can quit. Some of them good, some of them bad. I mean, we can quit a marriage. We can quit a good friendship. We quit a bad friendship. Uh, we quit good behaviors, destructive behaviors. We can quit on church, right? Talking not the definition as the Bible put it, but how we look at quitting, right? We can quit a financial obligation, a walk with God. We quit a good attitude. How many people here quit, say, well, you know what? I'm not going to have a bad attitude the rest of my life, but I think I'm going to kind of quit having a good attitude for the rest of the day. Right? You know, I'll put my little head on my pillow. I'll snuggle up with my teddy bear and my pajamas, and I'll feel better tomorrow. But I'll quit on today. How often do we get like that, right? Myself included. How about quitting... uh, Faith in a situation working out. Or quitting uh, believing. Right? God can be using a situation to purge us of all of the noise and the faith that we've placed in things other than him. And he starts to draw us to him. And we know that feeling. Right? And then all of a sudden, something in our heart, we just cut the cord. And when we cut that cord, something in our spirit kind of dies. And we know it. And we know it. Uh, Somebody read for me 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 25. Who wants to read that? 2 Corinthians chapter... Ms. Holdsworth, did you raise your hand? Anybody? Okay. You want to, you want to do it, Ms. Holsworth? Okay. All right. So Ms. Holsworth got 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 25. Thanks, Ms. Holsworth. And then, Brother Paul, can, can you go to uh, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 19? And whenever you, whenever you get there, Ms. Holsworth, you can just start reading. Uh, verse uh, 25. So that was, um, is, that, is that still uh, verse 25? Yeah. 2 Corinthians. Yeah, you can, you can finish the verse if, that's, if there's more to the verse. Yeah. Paul said thrice, three times I was beaten with rods, once I was stoned, some life. Thrice I was shipwrecked, night and day. I'm sorry, thrice I suffered shipwreck, night and day, 
have, I have been in the deep. That's 2 Corinthians uh, 11.25. Let's think about that. He suffered shipwreck. He suffered shipwreck. You know, a lot of times we, in life we're in uncharted waters, right? Or, you know, maybe we, uh, we had a situation happen totally out of our control, and then a, we suffer a shipwreck, right? Happens. Suffer a shipwreck. Who's had that happen before? Some degree. Some level, right? We talked about, uh, you know, some examples of things we can quit. A little bit different here, but what are some examples of things that we can shipwreck in our life? That we can suffer shipwreck of? Testimony. Testimony. Anybody else? Also, if you're online, too, feel free to throw something in the chat window, unless that's throwing too much of Brother Rob, but... Sobriety, okay. Anybody else? Just sin in general? Sure, sure. Keep in mind, though, Paul said that he suffered shipwreck. That he suffered shipwreck. It was something he experienced that came upon him. Uh, Brother Paul, read uh, 1 Timothy uh, chapter 1, verse 19. Holding faith and a good conscience, which some have, I'm sorry, which some having put away concerning faith have made shipwreck. So you have one passage where Paul said that he suffered shipwreck. Then you have another passage. He's talking about a completely different situation where it was made shipwreck, right? Maybe your boat just comes through a storm that you didn't expect and you're shipwrecked. Maybe you weren't paying attention to the warning signs, the lighthouse, and you overshot what your abilities were, and in pride you made shipwreck. But there are two different types of shipwreck here. Who's seen the movie Castaway? Castaway, everybody knows Castaway, right? Tom Hanks and his famous best friend in the movie. Everybody, people, if you were born in the... Any, anywhere after, or, you know, before the, the 90s, everybody knows Wilson. <laughs> everybody knows that very strange creation at ball, Wilson. <laughs> real, real creative movie. I like that movie a lot. But uh, you know what? Some, I thought about it. I thought about that movie, and I thought about his life and what happened and what he went through. I mean, he, was, he just uh, got engaged to uh, his girlfriend, and he was hopping on a plane just to go somewhere, and they went through a storm, and the ship, the, the plane got ripped in half, and everyone died but him. You know, and all these packages start washing up on shore, most of it's junk, but he's just picking through the pieces of, of what was left uh, of the plane and, and what was left of, you know, the shoes from a dead man. And uh, he was made a castaway by being made shipwreck, but he made the most of it. And I thought about it. I said, you know, whether you end up in this situation or whether you have created that situation for yourself, the Bible doesn't say that you were destroyed. The Bible doesn't say that your ship got blown up with a nuclear bomb. It says that you were made shipwreck. 
it says that you end up in a place where maybe no one else is at, and maybe for a long time, right? Maybe for a very long time, maybe for the rest of your life. But you can still make the most of whatever that situation is, whether you suffered shipwreck or whether you were made shipwreck. Because you still have a choice to quit after that. That's not the moment that God quit on you. That's the moment where you've got some big choices to make. You can build a, a raft and try to get out of there. You could try to build a shelter. You know, uh, Tom Hanks in the movie, he did both. Built a raft, built a shelter, was there for years. But either way, either way, either way, make the most of whatever your situation is. And God will do something through you. I mean, he, he made him, I mean, he was a man before that. He was a hard worker, but he changed him. He made him probably a greater man than he could have ever been, given the situation. Like I said, maybe we go past that safe zone in our life. Maybe we ignore the warnings, or maybe it just happened. Maybe we're just out there, and a storm hits. But either way, what do we do next? Let's, let's try to change the meaning of what the Bible says to quit. How about that? Because we all can suffer a shipwreck either by the result of our own choices or through no fault of our own, according to the Bible. But let's just change the, how we use that word quit. And I think that might at least keep us out of one of those situations, Right? Let's just go with what the Bible says. If we see that we have a, a challenge ahead of us, let's just go all the way through it. Push through until nothing remains. Run head on into it. God, he's the one who guides our ship. You know, we have to be submissive through whatever kind of waters that we're going through. But just push through. Don't turn around. The Titanic, you know, the Titanic would not have sunk. I mean, not to say I was there. But from what they've said is that if they would have, instead of slowing down, because they, once they saw that there was an obstacle in front of them, their reaction, our natural reaction is to pump the brakes. But if they would have done what their training probably told them, told them to have done was to speed up, they would have had enough momentum and turning ability to avoid that iceberg. Just run head on into problems. And if we see something all the way through, if we give it our all, if we don't quit, if we, we're free. We're free from it. Just like in Exodus, you know, I'm, I'm free. I've, I've given it everything I have. I've seen it through. Um, the, we're, we're free. We have a, a freedom of our spirit. We know that we, we did our best um, and, and we did what we could. And those are often the times where in that very last moment, that God comes through, right, and just picks us up and helps us to get the victory. It's not about us, right? It's about us just holding on to Christ and what he could do for us. You know, it's not about us like, oh, I put in the time, I paid the cost to be the boss. The cost was paid when Christ died on the cross for you. It's just going through things in life to remember that and to bring us closer to what it is that he's done for us because he didn't quit on us. He's seen it all the way through. Right? He's seen it all the way through when maybe he didn't want to. And then he was, he was given something very special 
when he helped us to get through to come to know him, when he gave his life on that cross. I'm just going to finish with one verse. The Bible says in James chapter 5, verse 11, the Bible says in James chapter 5, verse 11, James is right after Hebrews. The Bible says in James chapter 5, verse 11, Behold, we count them happy which endure. Ye have heard of the patience of Job, and have seen the end of the Lord that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. Ye have heard of the patience of Job and everything that he went through and being blessed to have more than any other man on earth and just uh, having wealth and, and an abundance of family. You know, he had a beautiful family around him. He had, what, 10 kids? And he had the money to feed them. <laughs> you know, he had this amazing life. And then he lost Almost everything, everything but his wife, business, kids, health, everything, right? That was the patience of Job. And then afterwards, the Bible says God gave him double of everything he had once he pulled him through that, right? And, and through that time, he was just waiting on the Lord. And he, the Bible says he didn't charge God foolishly. He didn't curse God's name. That was the patience of Job. But if you've seen the, heard the patience of Job, or if you've experienced that, the Bible says that you've seen the end of the Lord. You've seen the end of the Lord. Well, what did the Lord do for you? He had everything. He had all that anyone could ever want. He had a perfect life, a blessed life. And he allowed himself to be tried and tempted and put through sorrow and loss but even through that, God was blessed. I mean, let's stop and think about it for a second. You know, right? People think there's no ceiling above God. But God was blessed. God was blessed when he gave himself for us. He didn't do that so that he can have, uh, so that he could have a worse off situation between God and man. He was blessed. More people have come to know him since he gave his life on the cross. He could have stopped this world right then and there. Right? He could have stopped everything. I'm not saving anybody else. Heaven, doors shut. That's it. No more soup Nazi. Anybody knows that reference? Soup. No more soup for you. Right? But now, now he, he opened up the door. The veil, and the veil was rent, the Bible says, in the temple. And that signified the priesthood being abolished. And there was no more mediator between God and man, but Christ. And through that, so many people got saved. And through that, God had, and even to today, right? A couple weeks ago, we had a, a, a father and son that got saved together on the son's 30th birthday. God's still saving people today because he went through a situation 
that I'm sure was very difficult. And after that, when he came through the other side, he said, he said, now I'm free. He says, I've seen this all the way through. When you see something all the way through, God, life will still throw you challenges, but you, you have a little bit of a rest, right? Even in this life, you can have a little bit of a rest. You hit a certain age, you meet those people. I mean, I'm, I'm younger, you know, I'm, I'm 36. But I meet people that go through these things in life and they go through them now, but they just have this joy and this perseverance about themselves that they know everything's going to be okay, right? And there's something to that. And once the Lord gets us to that point, you, you, you got it. You know what I mean? You got it. Don't quit, right? You get shipwrecked, it's all right. Make a car or something out of the busted up ship and pray that God will get you off that island and get you back to do something for him. Whatever the situation is, he's, he, he has a, an end for you that just like with Job, he, has an, he had an end for Job that Job would have never expected. Job probably thought after losing family and wealth and having his wife just turn his back, her back on him, you know, and just say, why don't you just curse God and die? Job probably couldn't have ever imagined his wildest dreams that life could have worked out for him the way that it did. But he just held on tight to the promises of God and just waited on God and said, I'm not going to quit. And God blessed him above and beyond what he could have ever imagined. The Bible says, I have not seen, neither ear heard, nor entered in the heart of man the things that are waiting for those that love God. You know, you just wait on him. You just wait on him, and he will pull you through the other side. If you don't quit, it's worth it all. Don't, don't quit. I don't know why God had me to, to, to share that with everybody today. Maybe there's somebody here today that is on the brink of quitting. Maybe they, um, maybe they give it everything they have every single day, and they're just about to break down and bust. Maybe it's somebody on the live stream. Maybe it's somebody here. You know, maybe it's me. You know, in an hour tonight, I don't know. But don't quit. You just push through, and God will, will bless you. He will see you through. I'm just going to share a quick testimony. I was talking to uh, Pastor Phil earlier today when he asked me to, to do this message. And uh, we're talking about my, uh, my life at my job about a year ago this time. And I was, like, broken down, destitute, credit cards, Smoking hot. I couldn't even. I couldn't even. I had to take them all out of my wallet. They were. They were smoking hot. You know, it was. It was crazy. It was crazy. Um, you know, my wallet. I opened it with cough dust. I was broke. My checking account went negative. I didn't even know it could do that. I'm like, everything was like was was messed up financially, and I was ready to go back to my old job. I was ready, and I couldn't do it. Like I tried. I tried, and every opportunity for me to do it. It just wouldn't work out. And I knew it. Like, I went back to my old job, and I'm sitting with my old, my old boss, and he offered me back my old job and everything else, and I knew if I went back there, I could just kind of keep going. He offered me everything back. And it made so much sense to just do it and quit. And just, that's what I'm going to, but, but for some reason, I knew, I knew if I did that, that I was quitting. I left that job before, and I know that when I left that job, I wasn't quitting to this day. I, didn't, I left the job. There's a difference between quitting and leaving a job, between quitting and moving for God, between quitting and going forward. We know the difference. God will tell us. We can, we can uh, 
rationalize it away. We can try to make all these deals with God. But don't, don't, don't. And I'm so thankful I didn't. So thankful I didn't. You know, and one year made a huge difference. And I even, I wanted to quit. God won't, he wouldn't let me. He wouldn't let me. Now, I could have, but I know if I did, it would have been all me. It would have been completely my decision to quit. And I think the same could be said for all of us. Whenever we quit, it's, it's our decision to do it. There's no circumstances apart from trusting God that we need to look to to determine what is the next step that we're going to take. Let's, uh, let's close in a word of prayer. Um, Heavenly Father, Lord, Lord, thank you. Thank you, for first and foremost, uh, for not quitting on me, not quitting on us. Uh, my friends here, my family here at Gospel Light Baptist Church, Lord, thank you. There's many times I've given you so many reasons for you to quit on me, and I've been so surprised. I'm like, how come you haven't quit on me yet? And you just haven't. You, you refuse. You refuse. And although we're people, and although we, we're stuck with who we are and how you made us, there's this little part of us that you've given us called faith that if we can just hold on to, that we'll never quit, that you'll see, you'll see it through by seeing us through. Lord, and no matter what the situation is, Lord, whatever we have left in our life, Lord, that's why little kids... You know, with their whole, seemingly their whole amazing life ahead of them, that they come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why people taking their last dying breath on their deathbeds come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Because you never quit on them. And you love them all just the same. If there's anybody here tonight who say, you know what, I feel like I feel like I want to quit. Or if there's anybody here tonight who says, you know what, I feel like I've never gotten started. Or I feel like God doesn't want me. I think, I think he quit on me a long time ago. If there's anybody here tonight that feels that way, it's, just a, it's literally a lie from the devil himself because God will never quit on you. And if there's anybody here tonight who says, you know what, I, I want to know this God that supposedly never quits. I want to know this God that, that supposedly never stops loving well, if you look at men, you look at people, you're going to find a bunch of people that often stop loving, that often quit on people, that often fall short in their grace for others. But if you look to God, the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to see that he never, ever, ever will quit on you. All you got to do is reach out your hand to him, and he'll lift you up. He'll take whatever's left of your life, and he'll do amazing things that you never thought possible. Maybe he'll build you a, a cruise ship out of that old sailboat that got shipwrecked. Just look to him and, and ask him to do great and mighty things that you've never thought possible. And call out to him tonight and ask him to save you. And he will come into your heart. We love you, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, amen. Thank you, Brother Justin, for that. Don't quit. Amen. Do not quit. And keep on going for Christ. Don't quit on others either. Christ is not going to quit on Don't quit on others. You got some unsafe family members? Don't quit on them. Keep praying for them. Keep working on them. All right. Thank you so much, Brother Joseph, for that. And uh, encouragement to me. Amen. I hope it was encouragement to you and to anybody watching. And uh, some, to hear from the, the men of the church 
and testimony what he went through. He almost called it quits, but Lord always has his hand to keep us going. Amen. All right. Well, for us here, we're going to have some amazing pizza tonight. Uh, we got every type of pizza coming in. We got white pizza. We got uh, pepperoni. We got pepperoni and green pepper. We got sausage. We got uh, buffalo. We got all kinds of pizzas um, coming in, and it should be here any second. Amen. So we're going to have a great fellowship. I hope, uh, pray that you uh, brought an appetite. And if you didn't, you got to eat anyway. All right. We got a lot of pizza to come. All right. Amen. Well, Brother Paul, you want to come up here, ask the Lord's blessing on the food. And um, I hope you have a wonderful, blessed week, uh, everybody. Um, And don't forget about Christ. Amen. Lord, we thank you for the message tonight, and um, Justin, uh, we talked about quitting, and I said something to Tom, and Tom, Brother Tom says, you know, tonight's message might be for you, because I was struggling with some things, and you know what? It was a message for me. I want to thank you for that, and and Lord, we uh, come to you now to bless this food to our body, and also feed us with your word. Give us that spiritual food, as long as we're a regular food that we have. And we just thank you and praise you for all your love, mercy, and your grace. And we can never thank you enough for what you have done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.